Hello, welcome to Table Talk. Again, I'm your host, Alvis Williams, and I'm thankful that you've chosen to join us again here on Table Talk. Uh, we're going to be continuing our series, Disembody and Division Among Us. And we are hitting on our series, part two of Why Does God Hate Divorce? Uh, I have no other than himself, Ron Sturgis from At The Fountain Ministry, encouraging husband, encouraging wives, and he's going to be joining me, and we're going to be sorting through this thing um, that, that's really touchy. I mean, Divorce is a very sensitive subject. And divorce isn't really what you think. You know, during that time uh, in Prophet Malachi chapter 2 verse 16, you know, God was speaking uh, to the prophet. And there are certain things that he was saying uh, that was totally contrary to his nature. So we have to understand when you're talking about divorce, we're talking about um, division. We're talking about uh, disharmony. And we're, 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 we're talking about things that are totally uh, against the nature of God. So divorce isn't really what you think. I know that that can be a very sensitive subject for, for many. Uh, but uh, I have to throw this disclaimer out there is that first of all, God does not hate divorced people. Listen, I understand that divorce happens and it, and it happens to, to, to good people. It happens to faith, uh, Christian blood wash, believing people, uh, which, which is in the faith based community. But God does not hate divorced people. What he does hate, he does hate divorce because of what divorce represents. So so I just want to make myself very clear that this we're not preaching a hate gospel. We're not preaching a a, a gospel that is uh, that is um that is full of hate, uh, but we're preaching a gospel that is love. Uh, love covers a multitude of sin. And my, my Bible tells me that for he does not uh for he does not love, does not know God for God is love. So I just want to thank you guys for joining us and we're going to take a few minutes, but we're going to get right, right into it. Thank you. God bless. Hello, welcome to Table Talk again. Well, I'm your host, Alvis Williams, and I have no other than himself, Ron Sturgis uh, from At The Fountain Ministry, encouraging husband, encouraging wives. He's on the line, and we're just going to dive right into it. Uh, but before we do, I just want to let you guys know uh, that he's a good friend of mine. Um, we actually got acquainted through uh, a third-party friend, and uh, I'm, I've just been encouraged just looking at At The Fountain Ministry, the devotionals on Facebook, uh, YouTube, and uh, I'm just excited to have him today. Uh, also, I just want to let you know, because you guys are listening today, uh, if you comment, um, he's, he agreed that he's going to be giving away some of his material. He's written a book called Working Out What God Has Worked In, and uh, we're going to be giving that uh, some of those away, uh, and he's just going to bless us with that. I just want to encourage you guys to go and check that out. Just be a blessing. Also, he has a, a book that he's been talking about that I myself uh, i am going to check it out after we get off the line here. We're going to even talk more about about it. It's called Perspective Shapers. Uh, and I mean, just that title itself just is crazy. Perspective Shapers. Even when Jesus stepped on the scene, he said, think not. So I'm, when I'm thinking perspective. I'm thinking like he's going to be talking about the mentality of, of certain things and how uh, our mentality kind of reflects our, our Christian walk and, and our faith. But but I'm excited to have Ron Sturgis join us today. And uh, we're about to get right into it as to why does God hate, hate divorce. Uh, Ron, you there? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I have, I'm great. I'm great. So, uh, Ryan, could you just tell us a little bit about who you are about at the fountain ministry? What, what, where did it originate? Uh, and, and who, and, and, uh, and what does it really entails at the fountain ministry? Well, at the fountain ministries is our mission is to teach the Bible and train individuals to live out their faith. And 
Right. It grew from it was just a hunger that God had given me to start teaching people and and sharing His Word. Right. Uh, actually, it started when I wrote my first book, uh, the one you mentioned, "Working Out with God Has Worked In." Okay. And uh, what you can get from At the Fountain is we publish devotionals um, weekly. We do videos. Um, I have a series called Pro Videos: Pray, Read, Obey videos where we just teach the Word of God and teach people how to pray, read, and obey the Word of God. Um, so we're, we're actually developing another series right now with a good friend of mine, uh, awesome. another video series. So uh, okay. that's really what we do. The heart of what we do is just to teach the Word of God, Bible studies, devotionals, and videos to help people get further into the Word. Awesome, awesome. So, you know, we, we've uh, going to be tackling the topic as to why does God hate divorce? Um, I just briefly just want to just first just thank you once again for 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 joining us, and I just want to just kind of let you go at it, um, and just kind of briefly just kind of give some insight and some perspective on to why does God hate divorce? You know, I know I threw the disclaimer out there, uh, and that's to everybody. You know, God does not hate divorce people. However, he does hate divorce because of what it represents. Uh, we're going to be talking about three different uh, natures of God, which is God's nature is harmonic. God is a God of contracts and God is a good father. And uh, I'm just thankful for Ron. But could you kind of hit on that and just tackle this, help me tackle this topic, man? Well, uh, like I talked about uh, previously, you know, I kind of come at these things from, you know, a systematic theology approach where I kind of look at what scripture says about it and try to, to accept the harsh, the sometimes harsh reality that things aren't as we perceive. And as I thought about this conversation, the, the immediate question that I felt like the Holy Spirit was giving me that somebody was asking is, uh, if I decided to get married, why can't I decide to get divorced? And... I just felt like that was a question that, that was out there, and I just wanted to answer that really quickly. And here's the answer that may, in fact, get me in trouble with your audience. <laughs> and here it is. Uh, marriage does not belong to you. Oh, wow. The concept, the construct, the idea, the execution does not belong to us. It belongs to God. And that's why Jesus said in Matthew 19, which we actually discussed, is that what God has joined together, let no one separate. That's right. And That's so right. even then, even in that, you see that it's not us who we've, we, we love our high school sweetheart. We love the, the person that we, we come close to and we feel as though we make a decision to, to join together. And that decision is what holds us. But in truth, the, the reality is that you, you, you're not just choosing to get together, but you're choosing to participate in God in something that he has ordained to, to, to participate in, that he's ordained this thing to happen. He allows it to happen. That's right. Our decisions, our decisions don't make us one flesh because Jesus said the two will become one flesh. Your decision doesn't do that. That's right. That's a spiritual activity that, that belongs to God. And so we can't even talk about this thing Mm. Until we realize it doesn't belong to us. That's right. Because That's right. because I can I can lay out principles all day, and we can you know talk up a good a good storm and 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 and, and, and get, you know give people something to walk away with. But at the end of the day, if you still feel that you're Lord over this issue, you lose. Wow. 
Wow. <laughs> and so, to, to anybody listening, I just want to say, listen, if you want to turn your marriage around, the first step is surrendering your marriage to the one who owns it, the one who created, the one who established it, the one who has the capacity to make it more than two humans trying to live in the same house. Okay, oh so wow! Say that, that again. Say that. Again. Can you say that part? Can you say that last part again? That's just <laughs> that's just powerful. So you said it's it's first of all, marriage is not ours. It doesn't belong to us. It's 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 a covenant, a high degree of what he instituted, and that it's more than about a man and a woman living in a house. <laughs> Correct. Correct. If, if you want, you see, if you if you want, oh man, you know, when two. The Bible says when two or more people are gathered uh, in Christ's name. Now, look, 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 just just to prove a point, you can have two or more people gathered and Jesus not be there. That's right. However, when two or more people are gathered for the purpose of Christ, he's there in a special way. Wow. And so you can have two people sign a contract and say, we'll live in the same house together for the rest of our lives and Jesus not be there. Wow. You know, it's... The invitation of Jesus Christ to come and be a part of this thing is what makes it more than two people agreeing to live in the same house together. You see, if you just have two people agreeing to live in the same house together and they never invite Jesus to participate and to make it more than that, then when then when this disagreement comes, we nullify the contract. True. And so we, 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 want, we want Christ to be involved. We want to talk about this issue in a way that we recognize that uh, God has to be involved in this process. Okay, so uh, as you <laughs> laid out, um, my macro answer to the the reason that God hates divorce, and and I love the fact that you clarified He doesn't uh, hate divorced people. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's not where we're going with this. But my macro answer to the reason He hates divorce is it's against His nature. His nature. It's against His. It's against his nature. You see, because if God is involved in a thing, that thing has to be consistent with who he is. He's oh, not wow. going to involve himself in a process that's contrary to his nature. Uh, true. And so, so he's going to be involved in his marriage. Divorce is against his nature. Marriage belongs to the Lord, and he doesn't institute or cooperate with things that violate his character or his nature. <laughs> and so that's my... My, wow. my natural answer. My natural answer to that is if he wants to he wants to come and participate, but it has to be on his terms and it has to be congruent with who he is as a person. So okay. underneath that. So that's why that, so so that's why the scripture tells us very clearly that a three stranded cord is not easily broken. All right. You got it. You got it. You got it. Oh, man. So so and, and I got I gotta go over here on the side note really quick. Okay, this you good. Why, this this is why when you're living in a house and 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 second Peter says, husband, you know, don't don't treat your wife harshly or your prayers won't be heard. Mm. To the natural mind, that, that doesn't make sense. But to the spiritual mind, you say, Look, God is involved in this thing and if you living in a house in a way that's contrary
what I want to say about that is that when we say that God is harmony, that doesn't mean in the marriage that there there never be disagreement. That's right. That's right. But 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 hear me out when I use this word. Hear me out when I use this word. It's mutual surrender. That's right. Okay? That's right. It's mutual. It's mutual surrender. Not that there'll be no disagreement, but there's mutual surrender. Here it is, accepting the limits of your role. Exactly. Let me talk about that theologically. Mm-hmm. The Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit are one. But here's the truth: the Father didn't come to Earth; the Son did. Exactly. Okay. Jesus didn't raise Himself from the dead; the Holy Spirit did that. That's right. And so they all work together for a, a singular purpose. But there were Jesus; there were He placed Himself. Uh, Within natural limitations, wow. and depended on the other aspects of God for the completion of the mission. Wow! All right. Wow. That that has to, we have to. There's a harmony there that comes with Jesus saying, "Jesus said, not Jesus Himself said, not my will, but yours be done." There's That's a right. harmony there That's with right. that surrender to the other uh, aspect of God, the Father, mm. and marriage, uh, living. Uh, within God and thing limits allows exactly. harmony. Wow. So God, so that that's number one. God is a God of 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 harmonic nature. He that's 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 who he is. He's you know, the scripture makes it clear, uh Psalms one thirty three that how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together and it doesn't stop there. It says dwell together in unity. Um so you're telling me well, we could be together, exactly. but if we're not unified and harmony, if we're not unified, and and that's the thing I also want to point out to 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 husbands and wives, is that we don't. A lot of times we feel like submission means you know uh, me having to uh, compromise, but but in marriage we have to understand that it's not just about the compromise; it's about customize. You know, like you said, knowing your limits, knowing knowing your range. And uh, man, I, so we got two more to hit. We're going to hit this briefly. Uh, God is a God of contracts. So what does that actually mean? And could you hit on that briefly about two to three minutes? God is a God of contracts. Yeah, so the Israelites knew that. You know, when, when they had this relationship with God, you see in Scripture uh, that they were aware that God was a God of contracts and he, his desire was to keep his word. You see that every time they got in the jam, mm. uh, you, you read the Bible, they say, okay, Oh, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Why did they say that? They said that because they were, in a sense, trying to remind God, look, you gave your word to our fathers. He, he values his word so much that he, he didn't nullify the law, even as Jesus was in his earthly ministry. He didn't nullify the law as the withdrawal. He sent Jesus. Jesus got him to fulfill. That's right. Or in order to, to satisfy the law. So God kept his word, and, 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 and he still values these those contracts, he values those ties, he values mm-hmm. uh, consistency in that sense. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, we've gotten to the point where marriage contract is like, like a cell phone contract, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like a, it runs out. You know, what's it run out? We want to yeah. upgrade. We want to upgrade. But, but, but even more, <laughs> hey, it, it, it's gotten even worse than that because now if T-Mobile services exist, we're going to pay the rest of your bill and you go over there. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And so, <laughs> have the capacity to in our lives we we value uh flexibility I'll, I'll give it that term we value that so much that we're willing to nullify contracts and go get under another contract when things aren't working out we do that in every aspect True. and and so 
you know, um, this is what I'll say about contracts, right? And, and I want to kind of talk about that as I, in this point is, you know, as I thought about this conversation, I came to a realization that th- there's a lot of marriage strategy. True. You get that, right? Like, there's there's a lot of information out there, but this is the one thing I've noticed as, as my wife and I have embarked on encouraging husbands, encouraging wives, um, that ministry, which, which is, uh, we're thankful for God for that. This is the one thing I noticed. There's a lot of strategy, but here's uh, something that 100% of successful marriages have have in common. You ready for it? Yes, sir. <laughs> they don't quit. <laughs> Say that again. You said so success. One thing, one the main ingredient, the, gr- the main ingredient is that successful marriages does not quit. Mm. Okay. Wow. That's good stuff. That's it. They, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. There's a lot of strategies. But the one thing that they all got in common is they don't give up. They don't quit. That's they right. stick with it. And, and no matter what you try to implement in your marriage, you know, I'm, I'm for a lot of approaches, man. There's a lot of good things. But here's there the is. thing. Anybody listening, the one thing you got to have is don't quit. True. Just don't quit. True. All right? So the last one is here. God is a good father. I mean, he's 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 an omnivalent God. Uh, he he for he does not know love, does not know God. For God, he, he is love. And and uh, Ron, I want you to hit on that and uh, wrap it up with that um, because I, I know that's I just love just the, your presentation, how you're presenting this, and and I believe that there's many people uh, that if you're listening. Uh, and your marriage may even be on the rocks or, or that relationship with your, with your church, with your church family. You know, you, you're sensing that you're um, that you're uh, disembodied or you don't feel apart. You know, God isn't a God of divorce. Uh, he hates divorce. And, and, and but God is a good father. And I want you to hit on that. Um, and then we're going to close out with praying. I want you to pray for those uh, who are listening. Um, but God is a good father. Could you touch on that? Um, you know. There's no torment that I've, I've witnessed, I think, in this life like that of a of a of a person that has experienced divorce. Um, a good buddy of mine who, who wrote uh, co-wrote the uh, book Perspective Shapers with me, uh, Lance Harden, you know, always he, he lets me know that it's like being being ripped apart, you know. Mm. And um, this, there's no there's, there's it's a torment that comes with divorce that God doesn't want us to experience. That's right. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't want us to experience that. And as a good father, He loves us, and He isn't telling you not to get a divorce because He's some uh, uh, He's lording over you and wanting to 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 keep you in bondage and slavery, and and you feel like you got to get out of the marriage and all these things. No, He's telling you that He wants you to know that. The, the severing that comes as a part of that is 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 almost irreparable. That's right. And and, and the grace of God, you know, he, he's full of grace. But oh man, to sever two lives, sever a body, rip a body apart, you know, mm. because you come one flesh. God doesn't want us to experience that. He doesn't want us to suffer the consequences. And I want right. to I want to end by saying this, right? So some people will say, well. That's good. This is all good for the nature of God. That's right. And but I'm not. But I'm not God. They would say. That's right. I'm just a human. My follow-up question would be: To whom do you belong? That's right. 
to whom you belong. You, the spirit of God doesn't it doesn't make you superhuman. It gives you the capacity to make superhuman decisions, like persevering in the face of opposition, long suffering when you're not appreciated. Things that we naturally rebel against. The spirit of God gives you the capacity to work through those things, and so. This is what I want to say. You know, individually, individually, we always uh, experience revival when we co- come to the realization that it's no longer us who live, but Christ who lives in us, right? That's right. And as a church, as a church body, we'll experience revival. And That's right. Great revival will come to our marriages when we discover that marriage is for His glory, not our satisfaction. That's right. But in His glory, but in His glory, is where we're most satisfied. Wow. Wow. Exactly. Wow. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So, guys, I've just been I've been honored <laughs> to have Ron Sturgis uh, on today. Ron, could you uh, pray for us, and then we're gonna follow up and just tell them how they can get some of your information, and uh, we're gonna close out here. Father God, I just pray for every. Uh, individual considering marriage, experiencing marriage, on the opposite side of being married, having experienced divorce. I pray that your grace would just fill their lives, that they would just experience, come to know your heart for them and whatever their circumstances. I pray for the ones that are experiencing marriage right now that may be questioning and deciding whether or not divorce is the route they should take. I pray that you would soothe their hearts, that you would encourage their marriages, and you encourage their spouse, I pray that they would invite you to participate in their marriage. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, Ron, I just thank you, man, for joining us. And I believe that, man, we're like, we really just, uh, the Lord just really anointed <laughs> Table Talk uh, today to just clarify some things that's in the hearts of people. Ron, I thank you for joining me. Um, also, guys, I just want to let you know, please go uh, Amazon Perspective Shapers. Go and grab that. I believe that it will be a blessing to your life. Also, um, uh, working out what God has worked in. Comment, share, like this video. Uh, Ron is going to bless you uh, with the book and and with with that book. And, and I, I've read I've read uh, a lot of it myself. Um, actually, closing up here, reading it, and I know that it's blessed me so much. But I, I thank you guys for joining in. Uh, and remember, uh, don't ignore, explore it. Don't turn a deaf eye to it, nor a blind eye to it. But but bring it to the table. Talk about it. Uh, conflict resolution. Um, you know, when, when the Lord says he prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemy, it's not so you can be like, nah, 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 nah. It's like, yo, let's talk about this. You know, let's really, let's talk about and bring some resolution to the issues that we may, we may be having. But remember, table talk. God bless. Thank you.